Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra and let's tackle another cultural topic in the scope of Japan travel. What's the first and foremost thing you consider when planning for a trip? Okay, flights, sure. What's the second thing? Accommodation. I don't know about you, but I judge how expensive a city is based on how expensive the accommodations are. But we're not going to discuss prices here. Or at least not right now. But stay tuned though, our final episode of the season discusses Japan travel budget. Today, we'll be looking at the various types of unique accommodations you can find only in Japan. We'll look at four. Traditional ryokan and minshuku stays, cultural temple lodgings, futuristic capsule hotels, and the entertainment-filled manga cafes. I hope by the mention of some of the accommodations above, I got you hooked. Now, grab your vocab books and let's get right into it, shall we? The full traditional Japanese experience is what some of us are hoping for when we're looking for accommodation for the few weeks we're in Japan. Our first unique accommodation in Japan looks at the traditional category of ryokans and minshuku. Nothing screams immersing the culture than to experience the lifestyle and hospitality of the locals. These two accommodation types are your best bet at having a taste of life in traditional Japan. A ryokan is a Japanese-style inn with Japanese-style rooms. Futons, tatami mats, and sliding paper doors go without saying. You'll get the full shebang. Desks and chairs are replaced with low tables and zaisu, which is like your standard chair, just without the legs. Hotel ropes are in forms of yukata. You'll be served with a traditional Japanese dinner and breakfast. Oh, and best of all about ryokans is that they always come with a bath attached, whether a public one or a private one in your room. You can expect either a sento, which is a Japanese communal bathhouse, or an onsen, a hot spring bath. A minshuku has a similar traditional experience, but they're more of a bed and breakfast kind of lodging rather than an inn. It's like the family-run version of a ryokan. Washoku, Japanese cuisine, Meals are also included, both dinner and breakfast as well. You might be thinking, okay, so they're both traditional. What's the difference? Ryokans are usually more expensive and is considered one of the more luxurious options. A classic ryokan experience has your food served to you in your room, a whole ensuite to yourself, and the all-out royalty treatment. Minshuku is more down-to-earth in comparison, and you might even find yourself in one of the local townhouses, or machiya in Japanese. Oh! And minshukus don't usually have a bath attached to them, unlike the ryokans. Nowadays though, you can find a range of prices for both ryokan and minshuku, so they're not on opposite ends of the price range stick. But regardless of which one you pick, one thing's for sure. These are the best traditional accommodations you're going to get, and only in Japan. Here's a quick vocab recap. Ryokan, a Japanese-style inn. Zaisu, chairs with no legs. Sento, communal bathhouses. Onsen, hot springs. Minshuku, a Japanese-style PNB. Washoku, Japanese cuisine. Machia, townhouse. Our next unique accommodation is temple lodging, also known as shukubo in Japanese. Now, hold on, not all temples offer shukubo accommodation, so don't just walk up to any terra with a suitcase. This type of accommodation is one of the most unique ones in the world, in my opinion, I mean, where else can you sleep right across the room from Buddhist monks? Okay, maybe not directly across the room, but on the same grounds. You'll not only be surrounded by Japanese traditional architecture of the temple, but also immersed in the austere lifestyle of Buddhist monks, all the while practicing in activities they partake in, like morning prayers, sutra copying, and various meditation including zazen and waterfall meditation. Unlike the ryokan though, you're not going to have an ensuite. The bathroom's shared, but hey, on the plus side, some temples also have sentos. While you might not have access to Wi-Fi and television, it's pretty well compensated by one of the main highlights of the temple stay. 
Shojin Ryori. This vegetarian meal developed around Buddhist moral precepts, which don't allow taking lives of other creatures. So, meat and fish are substituted with plant products like tofu. You'll still get all your proteins and nutrients you need, don't worry. So if you're not all that bothered by waking up at 5 in the morning for some chanting prayers and incense offerings, and the thought excites you, then shukubo accommodation might be your calling. Now for a quick vocab recap. Shukubo, temple lodging. Terra, temple. Shojin ryori, vegetarian meals developed from Buddhist beliefs. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? And Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you waste. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? Moving on from the traditional and cultural, our third category looks at capsule hotels. Kapusero Hotero, as they call it in Japanese, is one of the most famous types of lodging because it's so unique. I mean, who wants to be stuck in a container the whole night? Apparently, a lot of locals and foreigners alike. If you haven't seen a capsule hotel on the internet yet, it's basically a standard capsule with a bed and light in it. You'll usually get a TV in there, and while some capsule hotels have doors, others have curtains. This type of accommodation targets travellers on a low budget, as most capsule hotels are super cheap. Local, salaryman, salarymen, are the main customers of capsule hotels, but futuristic, hip ones that have been popping up recently have pulled in other audiences. I mean, why pay in a basic budget hotel when you can stay in a container-like room and have access to other facilities, like a center bath and entertainment rooms like manga libraries and arcades? My experience with capsule hotels have been amazing. Some of them offer happy hour, free drinks for the hour. The sacrifice of space now seems like nothing in comparison. Now, while it's a unique experience and all, I wouldn't recommend it for those of you who have major claustrophobia. There are capsule hotels with bigger capsules though. Here's a quick vocab recap. Kapusero hoteru, capsule hotels. Sarariman, salarymen, to refer to white-collar workers usually extremely overworked. Manga, Japanese comics. Last but not least, we have manga kissa, short for manga kissaten. So we know manga means Japanese comics. What's kissaten then? It literally translates to tea drinking shop and often refer to old school coffee shops. But in this case, it just means cafe. So, comic cafe. Yep, you can stay at a comic cafe as one of your accommodation. But I'd recommend it just for the experience, not so much long term. Manga kisas are establishments where customers can read mangas from an extensive library of them. They're open 24-7, found everywhere, offer amenities like showers and is one of the most popular low-budget options. If you don't mind crashing on an office chair instead of a bed and having cubicle partitions instead of walls, then this is perfect. Some manga kisses offer futons for private booths, but that can jack up the price quite a bit. If you're really on a budget, then pass on the private booths and go for the open seats. You're guaranteed a computer desk and office chairs just like the private booths, you're only missing out the partitions. But hey, at least there's Wi-Fi, console games, jido hanbaiki, or vending machines, and shelves full of comics to keep your company throughout the night. 
Think of it as sleeping in a library. My nerdy teenage self would have loved this. Let's have our last vocab recap for the day. Manga Kissa, Japanese comic cafes. Kissaten, tea drinking shop, often referring to old school coffee shops. Jido Hanbaiki, vending machines. While these four accommodations are drastically different, they're all providing a one of a kind experience you can only get in Japan. Which one sounds the most intriguing to you, and which one would you give a hard pass on, if any? Tell us your thoughts by commenting on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to the Nihongo Master blog if you're interested in reading up on topics like these some more. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? Get a head start on your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. Thank you so much for listening in, and join me in the next one where I'll be walking you down another avenue of Japan's rich culture. Mata ne!